People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 29 of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe. I'm here with Matt. What's going on, Matt? What is going on? We are just about 24 hours removed from the first ever all-in pay-per-view that took place live at the Sears Center, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, Chicago for the rest of the world. And uh, wow, I'm I'm still hungover. Yeah, the hangover. <laughs> the hangover's the real. Hangover's real, man. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, it's been a long but but fun 24 hours reminiscing about it. Actually, you and I just got done watching a bulk of the show. Yeah, we did. We did again this time on TV. So um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, the hangover is definitely real, but uh, no complaints for me. As always, in the background, we have wrestling playing, and being that we watched the bulk of All In before we started recording, we elected to go back to the Sears Center for an anniversary of sorts, and courtesy of the GWN app, the Global Wrestling Network app, we are watching... Um, Bound for Glory. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Brain fart. TNA's <laughs> Bound for Glory 2008 that uh, emanated from the same Sears Center we were at last night for All In. Wonderful arena, man. Dude, I, I, it's it's beautiful, and, and there's really not a bad seat in the house. Yeah, if you're in the 200 sections, you can still see and hear everything perfectly. Yeah, it's it's so, it's great. It's great. I um, mean, we were sitting at, we were in the, the lower section from that, but again... Not a bad seat in the house. You can see anything, everything perfectly. It's like the right size for a wrestling show. It is. It really know? is. Uh, we were sold out last night, 10,000 plus. Um, I want to say between 10,100 and 10,400, if I'm not mistaken. 10,411 to be exact. There you go. So. You know what? It has been... It has been quite some time since I have witnessed this uh, Bomb for Glory <laughs> myself. Uh, I was in attendance with Mr. Wrestling 6 and, and a few other friends. Um, we're, we're, somewhere, we're somewhere on there, somewhere. I was actually in the, the same seats I was in for All In, but on the opposite side. Holy shit, okay. Because I was also here, but this is before the uh, we were the 20 by 20 ring crew. Uh, yeah, so. oh my god. <laughs> I was uh This is I, surreal. I was a nineteen year old kid going to the show. <laughs> so I'm such an old man now. But yeah, it's you know, we talk about like huge arenas and selling out these eighty thousand plus arenas or hundred thousand plus arenas and that's that's cool. That's that's a really good feat to have. But as far as being in attendance, I I'd rather go to these intimate arenas where no matter where you're sitting, you can see perfectly and uh that's what the Sears Center is. It, I, I hope more wrestling shows emanate from that because it's a great, great venue. Absolutely. Yeah, there's just there's not a bad seat in the house. You get to see everything. You get to hear everything. 
and I don't know that I would call ten thousand plus intimate, but <laughs> well, <laughs> in, in relative to you know your big stadium shows and whatnot, yeah, absolutely, yeah, ten thousand, ten thousand is kind of intimate. Um, good lord, so many faces I haven't seen. Yeah, this <laughs> is crazy. But um, all in. Let's talk all in. Let's talk all in. Um, man, I woke up this morning. You know, I'm I'm pushing forty, folks. I'm I'm no longer a spring chicken. I do try to keep in shape and whatnot, but I woke up, I had a fucking headache. <laughs> my throat was sore from yelling. My hand, my right hand is chapped from all the hard clapping I did last night. That is, um, that's just fucking crazy. I had a hell of a time. Yeah. Um, my daughter was in attendance with us. This was her, her eighth grade graduation present from me. We as a city, Chicago as a city, blew, blew the roof off of that place last night. I was, don't get me wrong, I knew this was a very important show, a very historic show, but I had no idea how loud that place was going to get. Like, I was surprised quite a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, Jericho, when Jericho showed up, it boggled my mind. Like, I don't get me wrong, I understand how popular he is and how popular he has been, but... Holy shit! I did not expect that kind of a pop for Chris Jericho. There, there was loud pops. There was, uh, there was times when the arena was shaken because of, of how loud and yeah, how, yeah, how loud we were being and crazy the fans have gotten from from just the movement, the clapping, the jumping up on their feet, all of that shit. So there was, there, it was, it was a really surreal experience that. Man, I hope at any point in, in, in your wrestling fanhood, lives, whatever, that you get to experience something like that. Because, I mean, that was that was cool. It was something that you would definitely <laughs> never forget no matter how old you are. Like, it's it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be ingrained in your head forever. Like, that right there is the ultimate wrestling experience. And it, this is before we even talk about the matches. <laughs> We're talking about the crowd. We're just mesmerized by the crowd. Like, that was awesome. So... For anyone listening that was in attendance, man, thank you for being a part of that and, and thank you. giving thank us you, that experience you. as well. Because we were we were making our noise too and making our voices heard. But man, it was it was cool that collective, whether we agreed with each other or not on things, it was just like just a crazy, raucous crowd, man. And that's that's awesome. I'm I'm very proud of my city tonight. Yeah. Oh man, that that's the way every wrestling show should be. Uh, my wife had asked me this morning how things went. Uh, my <laughs> wife, my wife doesn't watch wrestling; she's not interested. But uh, she does support us and what we do. And I told her, I'm like, that is as close to a perfect wrestling event that I could think of. Yeah. I mean, the matches were awesome. the The venue was awesome. The crowd was awesome. You just, you really can't ask for much more than that. So, again, if you ever have the opportunity to do something like this or be a part of something like that, do it. Just do it. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. Um, so where do you want to start? You want to, just, you want to go through this entire card? I do. I want to go this down through the entire, entire card. card. I mean, this, I think this is safe to say this is going to be a pretty much a, uh, a, a very much a uh, an all-in tribute or a, an all-in uh, recollection show because... Uh, it was. There's just too much to talk about. There's, there is. there's just too much. Too much to say here. Uh, so let's just go in order here. Let's just, let's let's start with the pre-show again. The pre-show was uh, called Zero Hour All In Zero Hour. It was exclusive to WGN America. 
I hope that they put it on one of the streaming services at some point because I like to watch that with commentary and just watch it again. But um, at any rate, actually, before let's before we get to the match, the show starts up with 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 Cody and the Bucks. They introduce the live crowd. They have some cool bits with pyro and things of that nature. <laughs> and um, they asked the crowd if, if uh, they wanted to see a special cameo appearance from a, a, a legend. And out Be- comes... Because what wrestling show what is wrestling complete show without yeah, one. exactly. You know? And out comes Animal. Road Warrior Animal. Road Warrior or Legion, Legion of, Doom. of Doom. And... That was the first time for me that I ever got to see him in live in person. Okay. And um, obviously he's not wrestling or anything of that nature, but just just having his presence there. It was cool. It was cool, man. It was so cool. It was cool. He comes out um, on a motorcycle. He's got the gear on and everything like that, and like that's that's basically it. It's all he did. But it was a really cool moment, man. It was really cool, and they like trout that crowd chanting LOD. Man, it just it said that was the first moment where it sent Sherry down my spine. Where it's like, this is happening. This is <laughs> we're finally here. So that was a cool moment. A lot of lot of cheap pops in that segment too, with the with the throwing of the merchandise and things of that nature. <laughs> but again, that was it, that was done on purpose, and uh, it, it was a really really cool way to start the show. It was a very uh, fun and just one of those things where you kind of set the mood of what this show is really going to be about yes. as far you know so really well done uh, and then we get to the actual first match tag team match you have SoCal and Censored at least two thirds of them uh, with the team of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus Dumb Boys the current ROH World Tag Team Champions Jay and Mark Briscoe the Briscoe Brothers in a non-title match Thoughts on on the opening of All In Zero Hour with this match? The SoCal Uncensored, you know, their part of their gimmick is doing that whole bit where you know this is the worst city I've ever been in, or, or what have you. Right. It <laughs> it kind of lost. There was something lost in translation for me with that when Scorpio Sky did it because it's like. Yeah, it's part of your gimmick, but how do, how do you get away with that when you're fighting the Briscoe brothers, who are fucking ultra heels right now? Yeah. So I uh, that kind of like went wasted for me anyway. Sure, I agree. But um, it was cool to see them come out as uh, you know Rocky and Apollo Creed. That was pretty cool. Uh, the match, you know, it was a, it was a little over twelve minutes, and um, it was it was exactly what I thought it would be. It was it was entertaining. It, both teams got their spots in. Right. Um, very cool. Always cool to see the Briscoes. Um, definitely yeah. one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Man. They never get old. They never, never get, old, get old, man. They they just they somehow s- stay like timeless and yeah. ageless. You know. You know, in a world where we have the young bucks and these these high octane tag teams, and that's what seems everybody wants right now. And you have these guys who aren't that per se, but they're just gritty, no nonsense, beat the ever living shit out of you tag team. 
And you know what? That formula never never stops working. Not it's, for them anyway. You know, so that's that's why that's why they've they've always stood the test of time for me and it's one of my favorite tag teams. Um the Scorpio Sky thing, I, I agree with you, and another thing I'll add is when you're say when you're when you are a heel and you're saying a, a catchphrase, don't stop saying it and hold the microphone up so the fans can continue to chant it. It just doesn't. It's not very heelish. No, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not very heelish at all. When the crowd is chanting your heelish phrase, but you know, it, it is what it is. It, it, <laughs> you know, it, it is kind of a kind of a learning curve for him because he's even though he's been in the business for a while, he's kind of now finally getting that uh, higher exposure, especially you know teaming with Kazarian and Christopher Daniels with SoCal and Censored. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It, it was it was a great way to start the tag, start, start the uh, start all in as a whole, not just the pre-show, because uh, it was a solid tag team match. Nothing overly special per se, but it had the right amount of spots. It got the crowd going. Um, as much as I, I I was cheering for the Briscoes, SoCal was super over. Oh man, and, they were the over. Yeah, and it, it was it was a, it's good to get the guys that are super over to win. Especially the first match, get the crowd going, get them, get them feeling good about themselves. Uh, whether I, whether I was a fan or not, which I'm a fan of SoCal and Central too, but um, yeah, just a really, really good booking right there for your first match. Just overall solid tag team match. Which I, that that right there is going to continue. What, what I like about it too, and I'll talk more about it as we progress. But like seeing that this is an independent wrestling show that has various different companies work, you know, kind of chiming in. You can definitely see this along being used as a potential Ring of Honor storyline too. Oh yeah, for the potential future, especially when we have uh, the September pay per view coming up, uh, death, death before dishonor. So mm-hmm. you can see it as soon as that. Who knows? Um, moving right along, the uh, the last match of the Zero Hour was the uh, over budget Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> With the winner getting a shot at the ROH World Championship currently held by Jay Lethal later in the event. Later in the event, yeah, on the, on the actual show. It was 19, 19 individuals. Um, I'll go ahead and just read them as, as they say here. You had uh, Jordan Grace, who was the only female participant in the match. Moose. Moose. Rocky Romero. <laughs> Chicago's own Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, the Swolverine Brian Cage, <laughs> Billy Gunn, uh, Jimmy Jacobs as the Zombie Princess, yes, Marco Stunts, Brandon Cutler, Punishment Martinez, Austin Gunn, the Hurricane, Tommy Dreamer, Cheeseburger, uh, Bully Ray, Chuck Taylor, and Beretta. Or Trent Beretta, I think he was called. It kind of varies whether he drops yeah. that first name or not. A.K.A. the best friends. The best friends. And, of course, you have the winner, which finally got all in after vying for that for almost a year, Flip Gordon. Who came into the uh, Battle Royal disguised as El Hijo de Chico. That's what it was. I couldn't yeah. remember his name. That's why I just said Flip Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, as I'm watching, I was like, oh, maybe I've seen this guy before, but I didn't recognize <laughs> the, the guy. I, I love the, the getup he had on. He had green, he had green and uh, yellow tights and mask, 
and his his uh, his shirt or his his the top part of his his tights said uh, never job. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that was cool. Um, so yeah, El Hijo de Chico comes out and he wins the battle royal, only to reveal himself as Flip Gordon. So Flip Gordon will get the championship shot later on in the show against Jay Lethal. Overall, I know, I know you and I are not necessarily always the biggest fans of battle royals because they are a clusterfuck. They are a clusterfuck, but this one was was really entertaining, and it seemed if there was any kind of clusterfuckage going on in there, <laughs> you couldn't tell. Yeah, um, it 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 went off really really well. There there was um, there were no spots that I could tell where there was any. Uh, Lull or miscommunication, things seem to go off without a hitch. Yeah. So, kudos to them, man. I, I had I had a fucking blast. I know the kid had a blast. She was she was loving every second of that. Um. The only thing I, I could say, and this is just my opinion here, ladies and gentlemen, I I like Flip Gordon a lot. I think he's going to. I think we're, we're looking at a future Ring of Honor World Champion, and maybe he already is. We'll talk about that in a second here. I like him a lot. And I, I like this is how they wrote him in there. I don't know. To me, the only thing that I could say is I was looking at some of these other guys, even like somebody like Moose, who isn't affiliated with any of the companies that were participating actively in, in All In. Uh, you know, he's mainly Impact Wrestling right now. And uh, I thought, man, that would be pretty interesting to, to see somebody outside of the company challenge for the Ring of Honor World title. So this is like the, you know, this ultimate independent wrestling show. That would be really cool to see him do that. Um, but that's, that's just my opinion on that. I have no gripes on Flip Gordon winning this, this Battle Royal. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but I'm a fan of what he's doing. And I continue to become more of a fan as he continues to progress. But uh, I just looked at it as, as an opportunity to have a cross-branded championship match. So... That's that's my only take on that. Going in, going into the pay per view, you know, there was there was like what three or four open spots that had not been claimed officially. Yeah, and you and I had had that talk, like with whoever they presented so far at the time. We kind of agreed that it would be cool to see uh, an, uh, an inter brand or inter promotional champion championship match go on. And um, yeah, I that, that's who I was pulling for with with everybody who was announced. I was like, dude, I would love to see Moose. Yeah, Moose and Lethal go at it. But uh, as fate were were to have it, uh, that's not how it went. Which again, I also am not full of gripes with this one. I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely cool. Definitely one of the better battle royals I've seen in, in, in quite some time. So overall, it's I, you know. It, it it was it was a great great way to the the kick off the overall all in show definitely the way that they the way that they edited it with Flip Gordon doing especially if you are a fan of his or you know of it you know the story behind him trying to get into all in certainly if you didn't buy your pay per view yet that was definitely a good way to say hey do it right now because yeah. it's, it's happening so. Uh, that was the pre-show. That was that was that was it. It was a again great first hour. That was free for anybody that had WGN America. 
and that led straight to the All In pay per view. And uh, we got kicked off with a, an impromptu match that we didn't know that was even happening until right before it happened. And it was a match between Matt Cross versus MJF, better known as Maxwell Jacob Friedman. What do you think about this match? Uh, I have very little experience watching MJF, but uh, I, I do like um, the level of heel he is. I think it works out great, especially with his entering performance. Yeah. He does all the little things that are necessary to, to get... Uh, the heel aspect of his character over um everything from you know matt cross gets up there and he's on the top rope ready to jump down and mjf just slowly rolls away from him you know things like that it was really really cool to see and he had he had some nice little um chain wrestling going on too man that was that was really really cool it was stuff i i had never seen or had not seen in quite some time uh, Matt Cross, I'm always impressed with Matt Cross, man. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Matt Cross is also um, Son of Havoc on Lucha Underground. And if you haven't watched any of that either, go stop what you're doing, pause this episode, <laughs> and go watch some Lucha Underground with Son of Havoc, a.k.a. Matt Cross. You won't be disappointed. That guy can fly. Yeah. He can do all kinds of shit, man. And... Uh, Last night at All In, it, there was there was no disappointment whatsoever, man. It was it was cool that it, it's another one off of my bucket list to see in person. Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely a nice surprise when I saw him. Uh, MJF, I, I've seen him in some CCW shows. He's like the the pretty boy Steve Carino of CCW right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, okay. So that's that's kind of what he's doing there. I could definitely see that. And yeah, it, def, it definitely works. Um, because there's times where I'm watching and I'm just, man, I'm getting annoyed by this guy, you know? So, <laughs> he's doing his he's job. He's doing his job, man. Uh, Matt Cross, yeah, that was a guy, too, that when I saw him, I was like, holy shit, like, that's awesome. So, really good way to start the match. They go almost 10 minutes. Solid, solid match. Uh, as far as independent wrestling goes, it's great that you have, you know, because in, in, in a show that has independent wrestlers but bigger names, mm-hmm. it's great to have some of the guys that might be lesser known for 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 a lot of people out there. Yeah. So that's that's awesome that they did that. Again, really smart booking. And you know what? You do it as the first match. You didn't do it at the pre-show because it's not the best selling point per se. You do it in your first match. You get the crowd going again. And it did. They delivered. Both of those guys delivered. It was a great match. It was a great way to start. Uh, the the next match on, on the card saw... Christopher Daniels, the third member of SoCal Uncensored, take on the Green Arrow himself, Stephen Amell, hashtag Vigilante Club, with, I have to add, special guest referee, Jerry fucking Lynn. <laughs> oh my god. I have not seen Jerry Lynn in person at, at a wrestling event since... Um, a Ring of Honor show like 10 years ago. That so, was my first time. Yeah, so... My first time seeing Jerry Lynn. Yeah, we we got to see him. We got to see him that one time, and I think for me that was it, besides last night. So, right. 
But it was cool. It was cool to see him referee, and you know he didn't take any shit in this match, which was that was also <laughs> really cool. I for sure thought when he when he took his um, his ref <laughs> his 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 ref polo off that we were gonna see a move or two, which that kind of I was like, man, it would have been nice to see that, but he didn't. You know, he was just trying to enforce what was going on. This this match went uh, twelve and a half minutes. And the first thing I commented to you during this match, the entirety of the match, was Stephen Amell is gassing pretty bad. He was, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. You know, I get it. He's he's a he's a TV star, and he's got schedules, and and you know. I still expect a little more than that. I did too, you know? <laughs> and and I really thought like he was just going to be in better shape. You know, have that stamina to go. Yeah, I mean, he he like as far as like shape, he's in, he's in good physical shape as far he just as didn't have the stamina being man, cut. But yeah, was, there's a difference in that. Ooh. You know? <laughs> He I was, was, he I was, was having about trouble to, hanging. For yeah, sure. I was about to tell him like stop the match, get him some oxygen, <laughs> man, because there was more than a handful of times where he just kind of like almost gave up on whatever he wanted to do, you know. And it's like, man, um, he did pull off uh, for all intent and purposes what is supposed to be a Van Terminator from all the way across the ring. Yeah. Uh, I was I was slightly impressed with that because he did it and I'm like oh that was pretty cool and then you're like you know he is pretty tall and I'm like you know what you're absolutely right why am I <laughs> and I wasn't why trying am to I take that any, I wasn't trying to take anything <laughs> away from so you know how how I feel uh, Joe knows how I feel about the uh, the use of celebrities in wrestling matches and ladies and gentlemen I for those who don't know my opinion on it I hate it I hate celebrities in wrestling matches. You can argue with me all you want about how it brings in, cele- uh, you know, different people to try to be your product and blah 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 blah, and that's fine. Hey, look, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. I don't, I don't call the shots. I don't like it. Um, with that being said, hats off to Stephen Amell because even though he didn't have the stamina to hang with Christopher Daniels, and then again, that's Christopher Daniels we're talking about here. It's very true. <laughs> Uh, we're not talking about just anybody here, but uh, even though he didn't have the stamina to, to quite hang, I you know he took the bumps, he put a, pulled off some decent moves, and for for what it was, it was it was a decent match. It was a decent match, so, and, and and much more decent than I thought it would be. Absolutely, to be, to be honest, I with did you. too. Yeah, I I would say the same thing because uh, let's face it, as as Christopher Daniels is one hell of a talent and a very seasoned veteran at this point in his career, right? There's only so much selling he could do. The at some point in that match, the other uh, the other person in the match has to do their part. Yeah, just like with Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey, right? You know, Alexa Bliss can only sell so much for Ronda Rousey. So it, it was it was really really. Um, Refreshing to see that this match went off and it was a solid match. Yeah, for what it was, uh, it went twelve and a half minutes. Was probably a little longer than it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but well, like three of that was Stephen Amell being gassed. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I he blowed up real quick, <laughs> man. I, I appreciated what uh, the attempt that he gave out there. You know, it, 
when you have these celebrity matches, my biggest issue is that they look at they look at this as a payday as, or as a, publici- a publicity stunt. For for Stephen Amell, like even if he saw it that way, you you didn't get that that feel. I didn't get that feel because if that was the case, he would have taken certain bumps that he took. I definitely got somebody that appreciated the business, that respected the business, and that was just going to give the best performance that you can possibly give. And for a his first one on one match in front of a crowd of that size, hats off to him. I didn't I didn't like the fact that Christopher Daniels was used for this match, but at the same time, it was the, probably the best choice to pick too. Because again, you are talking about the ring general himself. Like, if anybody's going to get this guy over. It was going to be him. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> That's for damn sure. And I, I like the fact that Christopher Daniels won the match, too. At, at, that helps ease my mind on things, too, because, again, it's just it sucks when they have to lay down for them, too. Um, overall, again, it was, it was cool. Uh, apparently, there was you know, there's a lot of things that you, we're going to talk about tonight that it was built up on uh, being the elite that I, I don't really watch every episode of. I'll watch if I remember to watch it, but uh, I guess that was a rivalry that was built up from from that show. Yes. Okay. So there you go. But it was it like, like I said, it was it was good. Best part about it for me, Jerry Lynn. So <laughs> I miss Jerry Lynn. I do. So do I, man. I, it's it sucks that uh, we're human beings and we we age. You know. Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> That's the worst part about life, man. Because man, if Jerry Lynn could still go, I I know without a doubt he'd still be going right now. Um. The next match we have here was a four-corner survival match. Um, one fall to the finish, because that was a question that I asked you. We didn't know. Until, yeah, we didn't know. Until it happened, we didn't know. Uh, you have uh, Britt Baker versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain versus Tessa Blanchard. Four-corner survival match. What is your take on this match? Uh, this was my first time seeing... Uh, Tessa Blanchard, Chelsea Green, and Britt Baker. Same with me. So yeah. that was cool. Um, well, first time live, I should say. Very cool to see Britt Baker and Tessa Blanchard for sure. Chelsea Green, I wasn't too familiar with. Uh, I know you don't watch a whole lot of Impact Wrestling because that's where she's from. Yeah, I try to, and, and like I've seen like very, very little bits here and there. Well, that was that was during the time when you and I were both not watching. Yeah, that's where that whole uh, that that whole gimmick came from. The hot mess. The hot mess, dude. Yeah. It, and and it, the gimmick's only part of it. She she knows what she's doing in the ring. She was a, a major part of that that match going off. Yeah, successfully absolutely. last night. Yes. Um, it was cool to see. Tessa Blanchard come out, and then we noticed that her father is out in the in the audience. That was and, cool. And he ended up bleeding her to the ring. That was cool to see Tully there. Um, someone someone else that I have not been able to see live. So that was a first for me. First for you. Nice. Awesome. So, um, first for me as well. But uh, yeah, the match the match was awesome. Some of the spots they were doing were. Uh, were pretty cool and and um, again it just good solid work in the ring and you know for for having them four I don't know I don't know how often these four women have uh, fought together or fought against one another I know you were telling me that uh, who was it Burt Baker and Chelsea Green were they were a tag they team, were a tag for, team. Or for a company called Rise which is an all women's female wrestling definitely check them out ladies and gentlemen 
So they were a tag team of Rise. Other than that, I don't know about the other two and how familiar they are with one another. But Madison Rain and Tessa Blanchard currently have a rivalry and impact. There you go. So, so it it was it was it was nice. It was fluid. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, I tell you what, they went almost thirteen minutes, and. Could have gone longer, in my opinion. Yeah, it could have gone longer because it didn't feel like anywhere near 13 minutes, man. No, it didn't. For me, it felt more like, I want to say like six, like six minutes. But it was cool, man. It was cool. And then, uh, you know, the the show of respect after the the match was over, they were all shaking hands and, and bowing for the crowd, which... You know what? What more can you ask for? It was it was cool. It was it was a lot of love in that ring last night, man. And, yeah. And to see stuff like that and and everybody's egos being put aside and being checked, it was it was great. I can't I can't complain. We are we are <laughs> still watching uh, TNA Bound for Glory 2008 on the and there I am. I see myself. You saw it? Yeah. You saw it? I saw it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are it now. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it's a mixed tag match, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. mixed six-person tag. It's uh, the Beautiful People. And Cute Kip, and, which is Billy Gunn. <laughs> and Billy Gunn against Rhino, ODB, and Raka Khan. Which I think was Linda Miles in WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Tracy Brooks is the special guest referee. Man, I vaguely remember this match. I do. I I, I don't either. I, I, I vaguely remember it too. But there was a spot where Angelina Love was distracting Tracy, the referee, and they had ODB in in her corner, in the beautiful people's corner, and they're just standing there like it's. That's usually a traditional spot where, like, the heels will beat up on the their opponent illegally. Yeah. And they're just standing there. Like, why is she distracting the referee then? <laughs> yeah, it was like a totally botched moment distracting me for a second. But uh, going back to uh, people who know what they were doing, the, uh, <laughs> the four-quarter survival match, uh, Tessa Blanchard is, is a pretty mega heel right now. And most uh, uh, companies that she works for, promotions that she works for, they're all shaking hands and everything like that, and then she turns around and instead of shaking hands, she immediately goes for a hug on all of those. And I remember telling my wife, I was like, and again, I'm going to talk about this more as we progress, but this is one of those first moments. Uh, same thing too with the Christopher Daniels Stephen Amell match, where it's just you you stop what you're doing and you you pretty much look around and saying, look what we're a part of, man. And that was that was cool. Like it's. All right, the characters are over. We're done doing that. It's just like, holy shit! Like this is look at what we've done. Look at what we, we helped I, create. You know what? I caught myself doing that quite a few times last night. Just stopping and just taking it all in yeah. and looking at the crowd and like, holy shit! It's been a long time since I I've been a part of something like that, like to that degree. I mean, right. you know, you and I go to Ring of Honor shows and what whatnot as of as of late but it's been a long time since since i've i've had that that experience where like everybody's into it and yeah. you know there's no there's no lull or anything like that man it was it was fucking great it's really cool too to see essentially the the dressing room the locker room walls kind of being dropped in front of us and it's just to, to see to see moments like that you see it on tv and it's like man that's that's really cool but to be there live 
and to hear that crowd reaction on top of it, to feel it. And I know, I know we sound extreme, ladies and gentlemen, but we, I'm not kidding. You can feel it. You can feel that that emotion, that electricity. And it was it was a really cool moment. And there was so many of those throughout the night. The next match actually kind of surprised us that they they did it so early. But uh, the next match was the the match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, the 10 pounds of gold. It was Cody versus the defending World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. And before before we, 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 we talk about this match, I'm just going to flat out spoil it for you right now. Uh, Cody takes the, wins the match. He takes the championship. He comes out. And I don't know what it was for you, because you've, you've told me right away that he's taking the title. And before you give me your answer, he comes out, he has he has Brandy Rose, his wife, with him. No surprise there. She actually comes out first. Um, but he comes out with Diamond Dallas Page, Glacier, Tommy Dreamer, and another person who I wasn't too familiar with. Having DDP there was was a good selling point, but... That look in Cody's eyes, I mean, I'm not trying to call Cody out here, but it looks like he was crying in the back. And that right there was me saying, like, he's trying to get his shit together so he can do this match. Yeah. Something special is about to happen. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the same thing that I, I did. saw. I did. So that's, for me, that's when I just, like, man, I don't know. I don't know if, like, there was a part of me that was hesitant, but... Like, deep down, I felt like, man, Cody's taking his title, and we're going to be a part of something special here. And, you know, you and I had talked about it before he came out, because, again, we're like, okay, this is the sixth match on the show, basically the halfway point. Right. And they're coming out now. For whatever reason, I just thought this would be further down the card. Like later on in the evening. Yeah, it's not the main event, the co-main event. Yeah, something, something to that effect. And and again, I'm not complaining here. I just that's that's the thought process that I was used to. So uh, for them to come out and and uh, wrestle at this point in the night, I was like super surprised. Yeah. And I also noticed the, that look that he had. I'm like, man, it, it did look like he had been crying. And let's face it, who wouldn't in in his shoes? I mean. For for being who he is and the lineage that he represents in professional wrestling, especially when it comes to that title, yeah, yeah, I would have been worked up the same damn way. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, I gotta imagine DDP probably didn't help with that because <laughs> <laughs> how close DDP and Dusty were. Yeah, you know? man. Yep. So that was that was yeah that look on his eyes, man. You just, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, it doesn't matter. You, 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 the eyes tell so many, so many things of what a person's feeling at that particular moment, and that particular moment had a, a look of, of angst, but a look of, a, a look of of of, uh, of absolute joy. It wasn't like he was afraid or, or scared or nervous. It was the absolute look of joy, and the only thing that would probably be. N- upsetting is that he's doing this and he's doing this you know the title that represents so much with that with his name and I guarantee you he, he's thinking about one person at that particular moment 
not himself, not his wife, not anybody he's coming out with, but his father, who represents so much of that title as, uh, itself. And that here you are, and a comp- and a show that you put together yourself. You know, you booked this show again, something that his father was has done throughout his life, yeah. and to go after that title and what that title represents. You know, that has to be the the emotion that you would have to feel is I'm surprised he wasn't crying on the way out. You know, I, it's just the amount of emotion that you have to be running through your body at that moment. On top of the fact that you have to actually have a match now with Nick Aldis, on top of it is got to be an extremely difficult thing to do. Punky here, the eyes of the window to the soul, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. I don't know, you know, you and I did not uh, watch any of the StarCast over the weekend. No. Um, to be honest with you, I, I know I'm going to probably get a lot of shit for this, but I really wasn't all that interested. Um, no, was I. I didn't want to pay the dough either. That too. Um, I had other stuff going on for the weekend, but you know, before Same before all in, I don't think I would have had the time to <laughs> to in, ingest all that media. But I don't know if they're the the people who came with each of the competitors in the match. I don't know if that was part of something that happened during StarCast or or what have you, but um, for whatever reason, you know, uh, you know, I could see Brandy Rhodes, that's fine, but uh, Cody also came out with DDP Glacier and Tommy Dreamer, uh, and Tommy Dreamer also had polka dots polka on. Polka dots. <laughs> I see you in polka dots. Oh, man. <laughs> and then um, and Nick Aldis came out with, Samuel Shaw, Sean Davari, Tim Storm, and my favorite fucking person in the world, Jeff Jarrett. Double J, baby. Oh, man. You know what? That, he was sober. <laughs> he was sober. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, listening to the crowd around us react to everybody coming out, he was the one that got the most, like, holy shit, it's Jeff Jarrett. And I could not be any any less excited, man. Let me tell you, I was just like, "Oh Jesus!" Why are I, you here? I turned over to Mister Mister Wrestling Six, and I was like, sticking my fingers towards my mouth, like gag me, like ah, oh. <laughs> and they're laughing at me. But um, yeah, I was surprised by Sean Davari. Again, I don't, I, 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 don't I don't know if this is like a whole NWA board kind of thing, or is he or, part of that? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I get know. Tim Storm. Yeah, you know, I totally right, get that. Right, right. But um, either way, that that was that was pretty interesting um, <laughs> gallery of uh, people to, to to come to to ringside at at the beginning of the match. But uh, and let it be known that once the match started, everybody went back besides Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, everybody, everybody left. Yeah, everybody, everybody left. left. It wasn't an overcrowded match. It was everybody left. Um, I might, we might as well just talk about it, though. Uh, there was a spot where Cody looked to be hurt. You know, the, the axe was thrown out by Earl Hebner. Um, usually stands for... Medic. Medic. Or something along those lines. And, and 
it seems real quick here. It seems like because that was one of those signals that was always like sacred, where that was never part of the show. But it seems like that's been part of the show for a lot of things now. More they, and more, more yeah. and more. So I don't know if they got like a new signal or something because the fans caught on to too much, and now it's put on a new. Because Cody didn't need medical attention at that point. But uh, anyways, Diamond Dallas Page comes out, checks on uh, Cody. Sean Devari comes out too to cause some shit, and he starts some shit with DDP, and he gets a diamond cutter for his efforts. That was as far as any type of interference took place, although it wasn't really interference. Right. So that was that was as far as that. Everybody went to the back. There was no nothing going on of that nature. So it was a it was as clean of a, of a match as as uh, we probably could ask for in that sense. So again, something that surprised the hell out of me because I. I'm not saying that Nick Aldis was going to do, uh, you know, some underhanded shit, but you never know. And and let's face it, throughout the years, uh, especially the last 20 years, that's become more prevalent in in prof- in you, you know U.S. professional wrestling. Right. And uh, let's face it, it's, it's the there's no stranger. It's not that situation isn't a stranger to the NWA World Heavyweight title either. Right. So, but um, I really enjoyed the match. The crowd around us was basically reading my mind like throughout the match uh, about certain spots in the match. Like, oh, this is like WrestleMania 13 with Austin <laughs> and Bret Hart. Yeah. Oh, this is like uh, whatever WrestleMania with Macho Man and Elizabeth. You know, yeah. shit like that. And th- that was so cool to see those references come out in the match and just what kind of a, an experience that it made for not just us but for everybody around us um, I super fucking geeked out that, at that point in the night because that's what I grew up on I grew up on the NWA and yeah. that title that like to this day that is by far the most important title ever in in my wrestling experience, even to this day. Yeah, you know I know it's lost a lot of its luster and stuff over the years, but that is still my favorite title ever, by far. And for me to be able to watch an actual title shot take place live, and I'm not talking about like the TNA NWA title which was an offshoot of that and right. things like no this was the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship the 10 pounds of gold 10 pounds of gold I was so fucking excited congratulations to Cody I, I said it from the beginning it just makes sense man it just makes sense that he takes that title but when he came out and you know he had his dog with him he had all you know his wife and all yeah. these people and you're like man does does he still take it? And I, for a split second, I thought, you know what? It, it it has happened that way before. It is a rarity, but it has happened before where all the fucking stars line up for you. And then last minute, there's a booking change or something. Yeah. And they're like, nope, he's not going to take it. And for a split <laughs> second, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Are they going to piss off 10,000 people? Yeah. <laughs> because let's face it, that crowd was... Completely Cody. It was Cody. Yeah, it was Cody or bust, and that and that and for the crowd. 
A uh, couple things I want to say. Sure. Uh, first of all, hats off to Nick Aldis. He he posted on Instagram on uh, September second uh, a very very cool picture. It was it was a picture of the ring, the All In ring, and he told a, a quick story about because he's he's from England about what wrestling means to him. And there was a growing up, he would set his alarm to one thirty in the morning. So he could watch the whatever show, wrestling show that was on. And as a kid, you know, like that always stuck with stuck with him. And he always wanted to be a part of something of that nature. And for him, All In was that. Win or lose, All In was that. And he was so gracious in, in, relinquish, in, in, in losing that title to somebody of Cody's status. And to hear... To hear what again, we're talking about what pro, pro wrestling means to people, these guys and girls, and uh, even though he stayed in, within character uh, during All In, even after the loss, uh, not that he did anything underhanded afterwards, but uh, to, to see, read that story was that just that see that picture, read the caption, and, the, and read that story was really cool, and uh, it's really cool to, to hear what professional wrestling means to a lot of these guys and that international flavor here where always wanted to be a you know american wrestling was always huge for him and to be a part of something of this nature man that was really cool and to come in as champ to come in as champ you know like he's he's not a slouch you know i believe they said 223 days as nwa world's heavyweight champion and I don't think anyone's defended that title as much as he has, at least not in recent years. No, absolutely so. not. No, he he's he's done that. Uh, he he holds he holds that uh, that notation easily. I mean, shit. Yeah. His crusade was to to defend <laughs> it twenty two or twenty three times in thirty days. Yeah. So, you know, and. When, when it's all said and done, Nick Aldis needs a ton of credit for helping raise the prestige of that championship again. Because he, without his work... This wouldn't be this, possible. This, this wouldn't have happened. This would not have happened. Absolutely. And the other thing I want to say, Cody being the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion makes 100% sense. And, and I talked about the lineage and all that stuff. It has nothing to do with that. Because at the end of the day, Cody has never wanted to be Dusty's son as far as his legacy goes. He wanted to build his own legacy. Obviously, the, the guy loves his father as he should. We love his father, and we miss him dearly. But this was not about Dusty Rhodes anymore. No. This is about Cody. This is about Cody. And it makes complete sense because of what Cody is doing for the wrestling business. Obviously, all in, being one of them. But again, as we talked about previously on the show... Ring of Honor, New Japan, and many other different companies out there that title is going to see exposure to. That's what that title needs. And as much credit as I want to give the Nick Aldis, absolutely, but Cody is on a different platform right now than Nick Aldis, and that's what that title needs. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. again, this would not have been possible without what Nick Aldis has, had, has done for that championship belt. But now it's time for Cody to do the same thing on a bigger platform. And that's why he's the perfect champion right now for that title. So hats off to Cody, man. Overall, too, we barely even talked about the match. The match was good. Good chemistry, too. 
Uh, absolutely great, man. Absolutely great. It was one of those, one of those hair raising moments for me too when he won it, because it was just like you know you and I got to be part of that. We got we got to see not only the championship defended, but we got to see the championship change hands, and there's not not many people around that uh, no. got to see that. You know, yeah, uh, you, not so, many people can say that. So that's that's awesome, man. I'm I'm very proud to have been a part of that. Uh, we're gonna go talk more about all in uh, but before we do that we're gonna take a quick time out uh, pay some bills so hang tight for part two of the all in recap show stay tuned hello wrestling fans matt here and i have a question for you do you think you know more about wrestling than the 20 by 20 ring crew well now's your chance starting this september your boys at the 20 by 20 ring crew will be starting a brand new monthly contest where we test your knowledge on the history of professional wrestling each week, you have an opportunity to answer a brand new question. Be one of the first 20 people to answer correctly, and you'll be entered in the drawing to win cool prizes. I'm talking pops, figures, shirts, DVDs, Blu-rays, and much more. Visit 20by20crew.com slash podcast slash Instagram for more details. And now, enjoy more of the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us and supporting the show. We're done paying bills this week. And uh, we're back, we're talking about All In 2018, the first, maybe of many, <laughs> as we sit here and watch the Global Wrestling Network app, we're watching TNA Bound for Glory 2008, emanating from the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois, which we were at last night for All In. Again, I'm here with Matt, and we're going through the All In card as a review from last night. To um, to catch everybody up, we just got done talking about Cody Rhodes winning the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, the legendary 10 pounds of gold held by people like Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, and Harley Race. Just to name a few. Just to, yeah, yeah. Just Don't want to keep name dropping here. <laughs> um, so we're about halfway through the card and um, the next match on the card was Hangman Adam Page of the Bullet Club up against the bad boy Joey Janela alongside Penelope Ford in a Chicago street fight which ran a little over 20 minutes. Uh, I actually finished the match today with you before we started recording because my bladder and my appetite could not <laughs> keep me from interrupting the match for me for myself so me being a diabetic i had to go eat something and uh i chose this match because i was like shit the only ones that are left are the uh the ring of honor title match the omega match the okada match and the main event and i'm like shit i might as well do it right now i know i'm gonna miss some cool shit but i gotta go yeah so i go and uh i was telling matt I was telling Matt while I was in the bathroom, <laughs> there was a guy who was completely drunk out of his mind, which is always entertaining at some point. <laughs> and I'm in there, and he is announcing to everyone in the bathroom, the men's bathroom, that like exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it. So he's at the urinal, and he's got his... He's got his left hand out like he's going to do the iron claw on somebody. <laughs> and then he's got his other hand around his member and he's taking a whiz. 
And he's like, don't worry, guys. Don't worry. I, the, my left hand, I just, I use this one for beer all night, so it's clean. It's cool, you know. And like, my other one is my dick hand. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. So, you know, us guys in line, we're just kind of laughing about it. And he gets done, and he uses his left arm with the with the clean beer hand to kind of like give an elbow drop to the to the urinal switch to hit it so it flushes and he's like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go rinse off my dick hand over here in the sink because this hand my left hand is still good you know it's clean because of beer and he gets over there and you hear him hit the water and everything and he's like all right i'm done see no problems. All right, and so he leaves, and we all have a laugh about it. Uh, thanks for the little bit of entertainment while I was using the bathroom. <laughs> who, who, whoever you were. <laughs> but, Maybe he's uh, listening to the show. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I get back and I I overshot our section by like four rows. <laughs> I tried calling you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I when I finally got my act together, I, I get back to, to my seat. And uh, my daughter could not tell me fast enough what I missed. She was just like, oh, my God, you missed so much stuff in this match. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but um, a bottle of water and a churro later, she was, she was a lot calmed down, so... But I did not know they had churros there. They did. They did Man, have churros. I got one. That's like her go-to snack when we're at an event like this. Okay. Do they Churro. have churros? So, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this this match uh, went on for a little over 20 minutes. And going back and watching the match with you before we started recording, man, I did miss a lot of shit in that little bit of time I was gone. She wasn't lying, man. Good God. This this match, first of all, this match was better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. And that's not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Paige or Janela because I like both of those guys. Uh, especially Paige who happens to be on this unbelievable swing of momentum coming off the the New Japan G1 tournament. I mean, he's definitely got his shit together and watching him wrestle is is such a fucking delight, man. He he executes a moonsault um onto the floor during this match and it is like perfection. Yeah. So for for a dude his size to be doing shit like that, oh my god, it's it's fucking awesome. Uh, and again, Janela's no slouch either, man. He, uh, you and I were talking about uh, Steve Carino-esque performers earlier. Yes. For me, that's Joey Janela, man. He's he's a little bit of everything, and he does it so well. Now, with and without Penelope Ford, mind you. Who has some pretty cool spots. Dude, <laughs> the whole Matrix thing yeah. and, and the, the continuous backflips. It was cool as shit, man. But this 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 match had everything, man. There was a hardcore element. There was actual wrestling. There was uh, there was storyline to go with it. Yeah. Some comedy bits. Comedy bits. Yeah. It was like, damn. <laughs> it was it was much more than I had anticipated. Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from George Janela. Again, I'm a fan of his uh, current WWE champion, but 
Hangman Page, I, I've, I've know I've gone on record on the show before. That dude's figured it out, man. That dude has figured it out in such a short period of time. And as I said during the G1 show a few episodes back, that he's at that point where he's making Booker's lives very difficult because it's like, man, you have to put this guy in high-profile matches now. Yeah, yeah. You have to. He's figured it out faster than I've seen anybody figure it out. In their wrestling, in the wrestling career, because he's young. He is young. <clears throat> I think they said uh, he's like what twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Last night, yeah, yeah. So, so he, uh, for him, for him to be at that level right now is is a very special thing. Um, the match he had with Joey Janela, you know, I went in there thinking like, oh, it's gonna be a decent match, and then I don't know if it was announced prior. But certainly when it was dubbed the Chicago Street Fight... It was announced prior. It was announced um, prior. I must have missed it then. It, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it happened on uh, Being the Elite. So that's probably why. By the way, a uh, little bit of uh, fact-checking here. He's a little older than 21, 22. He's actually 27, but still young. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So that was... Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, the Elite just being goofballs there. But yeah, he's still a young dude, though. Still yeah, a very oh, young yeah. dude. Um, but the, when I found out it was Chicago Street Fight, I got even more excited because I was like, that's the perfect match for, for these two guys right now. Uh, and I don't even, again, I'm not a big follower of being the elite. I don't dislike the show. I just, there's so much things that I watch, I just tend to forget to watch it. And, uh, so with me not even knowing anything was going on with, with any kind of storyline at all, I was like, that's the perfect fit for these two because, like, they're, they're, Although, albeit they're great wrestlers, and I've seen them do some good, good technical wrestling moves together to put them in that type of element. Especially since this was the only uh, no holds barred match that was signed for the night. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect fit right there. Those two guys are going to deliver. They're not afraid to do high spots, as we saw throughout. <laughs> there was a, there were some cringeworthy moments, man. Some spots where I just like. Fuck, like they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> you know, there was the the power bomb off the stage, the page throwing uh, Janella, and he slipped. Unfortunately, yeah, he 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 didn't quite make that table. So yeah, he, he took the side of the table more than anything. Yeah, his head hit that side of the table, and anytime you see it like that, man, like you, it, that's a scary moment. That is scary, man. Um, and then the, the the take the finisher. I don't, I forget the name of Adam Page's finisher. Yeah. But uh, to take that finisher being dropped on your neck from a ladder. From a ladder onto, onto a, a table. table. <laughs> Holy shit, Yeah, man. You, you talk about trust there, man. I mean, God, it just it, it had everything. It had everything you wanted, man. Excellent, excellent match. I'm glad they, they got, they went 20 minutes. They did. And, it, yeah, that was, that was a great time for yeah, them. Again, another one of those matches, like you say it went 20 minutes and it didn't feel that way. No. You know? Time flies when you're having fun, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that's what that was, man. That was it was a good match, man. I I'm really really happy that they they won with that match because uh, again, Adam Page has figured it out. Joy Janela is starting to finally get a little more uh, respect in the business now. Um, he's been around for a little while, and it's like now he's starting to get to the point where like, hey, Joy Janela, somebody. Yeah. So see those two guys in it. It was it was the right time for that match. So. Excellent match, man. And uh, we, can't, we can't talk about this match because I found it perfectly that you're 
bathroom situation with the the guy and his <laughs> his uh, his penis hand <laughs> happened during this match because we're talking about Hangman Page here who uh, you're better off telling the story or telling the storyline I should say but uh, had a little situation with Joey Ryan uh, who's definitely known for his so <laughs> if you haven't watched Being the Elite uh, throughout this, I'd say like the past 10 to 15 episodes, you've had a storyline come up where Adam Page ends up killing Joey Ryan um, because he wanted to expose Joey Ryan for his fake penis, uh, as he called it. And so uh, Joey Ryan, obviously, <laughs> the wrestler who's known, uh, infamously known for doing spots with his penis in the wrestling ring like like it's its own wrestler. And so he ends up, quote-unquote, killing Joey Ryan in the storyline. So Joey Ryan's been dead for like the past, I don't know, two, three months. And he has since gotten rid of the evidence in the form of a phone and a pair of boots. And so for like the past, I want to say... <coughs> Three weeks of being the elite, Adam Page has been walking around barefoot everywhere because he refuses to put on the boots because he got rid of them. <laughs> so during this match, Penelope Ford uh, eventually opens two what look like evidence bags, trash bags. One has the boots that Adam Page was wearing, and the other one has the phone, and they both get used in the match. So the match ends, and Adam Page is still in the ring. The lights go out, and you see something on the screen, <laughs> and what it is is Joey Ryan's dead body, and you see his his penis rise again. <laughs> and not long after that, all of the Undertaker, instead of druids, there are inflated penises walking on the stage, like six or eight of them. Yeah. And they line both sides of the, the, the ramp, the, the runway down, and lo and behold, Joey Ryan returns at All In, and he comes in and makes very quick work of Hangman Adam Page. Uh, complete with a uh, a Joey Ryan lollipop. Ugh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it made for some very, very interesting parts of the show. <laughs> uh, I believe the crowd was chanting, rest in penis. Rest in penis. <laughs> as, uh, as Hangman Page is being carried out by the penis druids. Yes, by the penis. <laughs> It, it was funny, so... <laughs> I mean, I've been watching wrestling 36 years of my life. I ain't never seen shit like that. Speaking of speaking of that, though, so as soon as, as, soon as the, the match ended, I, I made a beeline for the merchandise stand because when we first got there, the, the line for merchandise was insanely long. That's an understatement, man. That thing went from like one end of the fucking building to the other. Yeah. No bullshit, it guys. It was it was it was fucking bad. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I, I'll I'll pay the extra dough. I'll pay eBay prices if I want the shirt that bad. 
Uh, Mr. Wrestling Six had had previously gone to uh, to leave for whatever reason, and he came back with uh, with a shirt, and I was like, "Oh man!" And then I asked him like, uh, I, "I asked him what he you know what he got. I saw what he got, and then when you left, and I asked you the question like, is was the merchandise line still super long? And you're like, "No, not at all." So as soon as the match was over, I made a beeline straight to it, and I was only gone for a, a few minutes. Yeah. I bought my shirts. Uh, currently wearing one right now, the uh, Chaos from New Japan Pro Wrestling in the Chicago flag color. That's a sweet shirt. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, it, ma- it makes me want to get that Lij Chicago shirt yeah, even more, man. and the New Japan logo. I do have the Bullet Club. You and I both have the Bullet Club Chicago. Uh, but anyways, I also got the uh, the event shirt with all the stats of the. That's the, show. the one I want. Yeah, yeah. that's a great one. Um, when I got the shirts. Saw the uh, the head the head guy from Ring of Honor again. I forget his name. Um, I, I I meet him like almost every time, and I don't remember uh, his name at all. Is it Joe Coff? Could be, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. He actually put my shirts in the bag. Uh, he was working the the merchandise booth. He was much nicer to you this time than he was uh, to to me and me and my daughter at. Uh, oh no, he was he was a dick at at uh, what was it Global Wars. Was it Global Wars? Yeah, because yeah, we got to meet him at at intermission. Okay, we got to meet the Bucks and right. Cody. Right. Yeah, because he 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 was like hopping. We were trying to get as many autographs as we could. Right. Before it was time for them to pack up and get back to the show, and we we literally got done with Cody and we got in Marty Skrull's line, and he's like, "Damn it, Cody! You guys are supposed to be packed up already. Like, can we?" cut it short and he's like I'm sorry guys you guys can't no no more line jumping get you no he's done meaning Marty Skrull and I'm like oh man and it like completely broke my little girl's heart I'm like dude you don't why are you a dick like you don't I mean you could tell me hey line's capped that's all you gotta say that's all you gotta say yeah you didn't have to go through all that mess so yeah yeah, he was much nicer to you oh if that's the case (laughs) you know what on behalf of your daughter, fuck him. <laughs> That's some bullshit. You know, I, I I always here's the thing, like I, I like for baseball games, it's like you'll give it to a kid and it's like, man, you know what, I, as a kid I never got that ball, so it's like, no, fuck that shit. I'm keeping the damn ball. <laughs> you can boo me all you want it. They tell them to get better and you know, c- come see me little kids you want that <laughs> But at the same time though, don't don't be a dick though, either. Don't be a fucking dick. You know, if you got a cat before for, for the fact that you still, you need those guys to, yeah, the, to do shit, you understand. know. She you, completely understands. You got a show to run. It, it sucks, but it is what it is. There'll be other times to meet Marty's girl. Yeah. Don't ruin, you know, don't ruin it for for the kid or, or for anybody for that matter, though. Yeah. Too. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, especially when we're giving you your money, our money, I should say, yeah. not your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I go, I go and I grab the merchandise and I come back and I I miss the. I've since seen it uh, on TV now, but I missed the uh, Joey Ryan resurrection thing. And I was like, hey, you know, what Re- I miss? Re- Re-resurrection. Re- yeah. <laughs> I asked what I missed, and you're like, oh, you, uh, Joey Ryan, uh, Joey Ryan's back, and uh, you miss him having a get, get an erection. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, you don't hear that shit either. Like, oh, no, yeah, you miss no, you, you missed the erection happening. It's like... Am I still on a wrestling show? Like, what's, what's going on here? So that was uh, that was interesting to say the least. Um, really cool, really cool spot. 
even without really knowing the the storyline. I knew there was something to do with boots because I've seen some. Uh, I've seen the the one where episode of Beanie Lee where he was like trying to get rid of the boots. Yeah. It, it was the episode where like he's playing. Uh, he was doing a gaming session with Kenny Omega and Chase. Yeah, Chase yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's. I mean, it was it, even without knowing that it was still fun to watch. It was a really cool moment. Uh, moving right along here, we get to our second of two championship matches. Probably the first time ever the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Championship and the Ring of Honor World Championship were defended on the same night. Oh, on yeah. On the same show. On the same show. So, yeah. the Ring of Honor World Championship was defended. Yeah, the challenger, as we talked about earlier, during the over-budget battle royale, Flip Gordon. El hijo de Chico. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the defending Ring of Honor World Champion, Jay Lethal, a.k.a. Black Machismo. Man, another one off my bucket list. I've seen Jay Lethal before, but oh, yeah. not as Black Machismo. And for him to come out and do the whole, oh man, dude, it was it was so fucking awesome. And not only that, it's important to note that Flip Gordon uh, was accompanied by Brandy Rhodes, uh, apparently they have some kind of friendships. Yes, they they are friends, uh, supporters of one another. She's part of Flip's army. She came out in like a late forties, early fifties pinup style suit, army suit, right? Complete with the the cap, looking as gorgeous as ever as always. <laughs> it was funny the guys in front of us. There was like four or five guys that that were from from out of state for sure. Yeah, I know at least one of the guys was from New Jersey. Right. So they're they're all together sitting in front of us and the one guy didn't know who Brandy Rhodes he, like he didn't recognize her because she had different clothes on. Right. So he's like who is who's that with Flip? And the the guy next to him's like, "Oh, that's Brandy Rhodes. She came back out." And he's like, "Oh, she changed clothes like why is she in army clothes and he's like well because flip gordon used to serve in the military yeah that's kind of his thing he has flip's army she's part of flip's army and he in the the original guy's like man what a what a horrible wardrobe and then the other guy turns to him right away without missing a beat and he's like you're a horrible wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh she, brandy comes out with flip as part of flip's army uh, and tit for tat, Jay Lethal, as before, as he was uh, leaving the dressing room, yes, you see a hand come out and stop him and give him Macho Man style glasses, and Lethal's like, no, no, and then that hand taps him on his shoulder, and he instantly turns into Black Machismo. So if you haven't been following the storyline, also on Being the Elite, they're, they're, they were doing a story where Jay Lethal has taken too many bumps and his he's having like uh, personality issues. Like his personality is split between Jay Lethal and Black Machismo. And whenever he receives a tap on the shoulder, he instantly goes into Black Machismo mode. <laughs> so that's what that was about. So when he does come out, because as as they're showing him come in and he and he gets tapped by that hand, he was in Jay Lethal clothing. He comes out on stage, 
to the one and only pomp and circumstance and out comes black machismo shades hat fringe the whole nine and he is with the genius lenny Poffo, who if you don't know is macho man randy savage's brother yes uh, kayfabe <laughs> <laughs> and so they come out together and i believe they are officially now called brothers from another mother hence the shirt which i'm sure is available at prowrestlingtees.com <laughs> But uh, they come out together, and Jay Lethal is defending the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship against Flip Gordon in this match. The match goes almost 15 minutes. Again, one of those matches, I man, I never would have guessed it went 15. This was phenomenal for me. This was phenomenal. The whole bit where he immediately thought Brandy Rhodes was Elizabeth. Yeah, and he that was kept, cool. He kept trying to put her in his corner only, and then he <laughs> held her up on his shoulders, and... Dude, I, I, I loved every bit of it. And and again, going back to Flip Gordon, my kid is huge Flip Gordon fan. And she was so disheartened to see Flip lose. But I told her basically what you said earlier. Like, this wasn't bad for his first try, meaning he's going to get other tries. And I agree. I think we're looking at a future World Ring of Honor champion. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a guy that uh, that has all the credentials right now. I mean, he's he's got the look, uh, he's got the charisma, he's got the talent. That's really all you need to be successful. As yeah. long as you hold on to that, it, it sounds it's not as easy as that, but it's in a nutshell, it it is. It's it was it was a cool match. You know, I I, I said my piece earlier about what I would have liked for this champion match, but for for Flip Gordon and and Jay Lethal. They had a really good, solid match. I love the Macho bit. I love that. Of course, Macho Man Randy Savage is always going to hold a special place in my heart as a wrestling fan. I thought it was amusing to see Flip Gordon Hulk up. Yes, that too. <laughs> oh, my God. That did happen. He <laughs> hulked up, you know, did the whole point and everything, the leg drop, the whole shebang. Um, even the, the Mega Powers handshake. Yeah, that, that was did, cool you know, too, That was man. cool, man. So... It had such. It, it, it was, was kind of like the uh, the match before with with, with Janela and, and Paige, minus the hardcore bits. You know, you had wrestling, you had storytelling, you had comedy, you had you had everything, man. And it was it was a really good, solid match. And uh, I would like to see it have gone longer. Really, I mean, those guys really really set the set the bar pretty pretty high. I think I, you know, it to me personally, it it got met and raised, but. They they did a good job of of because this was you know of all the other matches on the card this was you know one of those matches that didn't get talked about a lot but also too it was at the disadvantage of Jay Lethal didn't have an opponent prior to right. zero hour happening but uh, you know they definitely made a name for themselves and and, and uh, I think they uh, represented Ring of Honor very well uh, so uh, excellent match man uh, excellent match it was it was really good yeah. <laughs> The next match was... The Beef. Yeah. Oh, my God. This right here was... I've never been more torn... Both those guys. Yeah. (laughs) Never been more torn before in a match. Uh, You had Best Bout Machine, Kenny Omega, versus Penta El Cielo Miedo. Holy shit, man. First time ever... I got chills just saying that again. Me too. First time (laughs) ever anywhere... 
in a singles match. And previous to this, they've only met one time in a tag match. Okay. That was in 2017 at a PWG show. Okay. Other than that, they have no other in-ring experience with one another. So, uh, another one off my bucket list. Not just that I got to see Kenny Omega in a, a first match against someone, but this was my first time seeing Penta live. Me too. Oh, my God, dude. I And it, it was not disappointing. Uh, going back, we were watching the all-in pay-per-view before we started recording, and the announcers basically said, this, you know, you're getting chills. This is the kind of crowd reaction you get when you're seeing something of the caliber of a dream match, and that's exactly what this is. This is a fucking dream match. Yeah. Um, immediately after the bell rings, the entire crowd is chanting holy shit because that's exactly what it felt like, that's, man. That's like, holy was. shit, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. And they did not disappoint. Let me tell you, that package pile driver that he does, that Penta does, yeah. is some scary fucking shit. What should we do on a... And, and <laughs> he did it. He did it to Omega multiple times, but the one on the ring apron, yeah, which that is... One. Again, for those of you who are who don't know, the apron of the ring is the hardest point of the ring. No matter no matter what organization you're wrestling for, it's right. built all built the same way. So he fucking package pile drived him on the ring apron, and I immediately thought, "Oh my god, his neck is fucked up. He's dead. Whatever whatever the case may be, they're gonna call this match because that looked fucking gnarly as hell." My wife knew. Going into this match, uh, go, going into the show, she asked me, you know, obviously Kenny Omega's going to be there, right? I was like, yeah, Kenny Omega's going to be on the show. Like, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's your boy. That's that's the match you want to see the most. Yeah, it is. I was like, who are you facing? I was like, that's what gives me goosebumps. And, <laughs> and immediately she's like, oh, you know, is it is it Naito? I was like, no. I was like, don't be wrong, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But he's done that before. And don't get me wrong. Please do it again. <laughs> Potentially Wrestle Kingdom, maybe. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I was like, no. I was like, he's fighting Pentagon. She's like, you mean that scary guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because she, she's seen him a few times, and, and she, she's heard me do the chant before, and she's like, another one? Another one you're, you're obsessed with? On, on the episode <laughs> of Being the Elite where he, he learned who he was facing for yeah. All In, he that's how he referred to Pentagon as the scary guy from Impact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's not the only one. I was like, I was like, you have no idea. Like this is the first time ever, anywhere, right here, anywhere in the world that this is happening, man. And like Kenny Omega was supposedly booked in in the the six man tag. Yeah, originally, originally it was supposed to be the elite, the Bucks and yeah. and, and Kenny versus. I'm gonna call him Team Mexico. Okay, Team Mexico, <laughs> um, and that's that'd have been fine. But man, you talk about fuck. I'm gonna sound really cheesy here, but going all in on something, this is it right here. You you have something that you know you you, t- you have the World Heavyweight Championship, the Ring of Ring of Honor World Title. You have this and you have that. What about a first time ever? And to do it with with this caliber of talent. Is absolutely just mind blowing, and I, I I remember just standing there watching it and all, and then texting her real quick. I'm like, "There's a holy shit uh, chant," 
And she's like, oh, my God, is that good of a match? I was like, the match hasn't started. <laughs> they, they haven't done anything yet. I was, I, I mean, that's, but that's what it was. And I remember that you and I sat next to each other. And I remember just, just saying to you, like, this is one of those matches that you always felt that it could happen. But it, because they don't wrestle for the same companies usually, it's a matter of when. Yeah. How, how are we going to do this? And yep. it's like, fuck, here is the perfect opportunity. And I'm so glad that whatever happened in the decision-making process of booking these matches, that this match got booked. That somebody somewhere has said, you know what, let's do this. And it's like, hell fucking yes. <laughs> hell yes. And and the match just, just it didn't disappoint, man. It was, it was so good. You had... You had two guys that are not afraid to take bumps. And for two guys that never <laughs> faced each other before, they've only been in the ring with each other one time prior, to have that kind of trust, that package power driver, that kind of trust on somebody and to take that bump is, is mind-boggling to me because it's scary as a fan to watch. Not because we don't want to see anything bad happen to Kenny Omega or anybody for that matter, but... Just to see it happen, period, and it's like, oh my god, like, like, and then, well, not only that, but the the one move, I don't even know what to call it, but it was like, um, I know what you're talking about though. It was like a, some sort of like rotating driver. Yeah, and I have no, it was out of nowhere, dude. I, again, not to sound like a broken record here, but I've been watching wrestling for 36 years. I've watched all kinds of wrestling. I have never seen that move ever in my life, and I watched a lot of wrestling. Yeah, it was it was it, it, me trying to describe it just doesn't do it justice, and, and I wish I could sit here and say like, oh, this is an excuse for me trying to sell you on buying this pay per view. It's not, but you, even if you go on YouTube and hopefully there's highlights of of this or whatever, right? I don't care how you watch it. Watch that part of that match at the very least. Cause you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to do like a triple take looking at it. You're gonna rewind it. And you're gonna be like, "What the fuck did I just see?" I've seen it twice now. I've seen it uh, at the show in person, and then uh, on to be at the Honor Club. And another time, have I figured out how the hell he pulled that mat that move off? Dude, I, it I was no insane. Clue. I have no clue how that how the physics of that work. <laughs> um. It it didn't matter who won. I, I this is one of those matches that no matter who comes out as the as the victor, you're going to have just you're going to be exhausted as a fan because of the back and <laughs> forth that you have and the the shots that they were taking from each other. Uh, you know when when when, uh, when Pentagon says zero fear, he doesn't. He's it's not a gimmick. That dude has no fear in what he's doing out there, and then Kenny Omega has proven that and throughout his career too. Yeah, he's a great wrestler, but he's he'll he'll go as far as he has to. That's what makes him the best bout machine. Yeah, you know, so absolutely tremendous match. Uh, I, I I cannot. I you're right. We we can't verbally give this match justice. You just have to watch it. You have to watch it to believe it. Uh, and, and again, it's one of those things we keep repeating. But what an honor. Just like with the, with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, to see that title, to see it change hands. What an honor it was to see for the very first time ever. So any company any, uh, that, that these two may, may do this again at, they can never say that they were the first. Some 
small-time independent an comp- independent show that doesn't have a company tied to it put this match on first for yep. a little over 10,000 people. So hats off to whoever booked this match. I mean, and then obviously Kenny and Pentagon. If I wasn't recording right now, I'd stand up again and give you guys <laughs> standing ovation. You guys just absolutely blew my fucking mind last night. And again, Thank you so much. And again, man, it, it almost went 18 minutes, and it didn't feel like it. No. No. Not at all, man. Like, seeing that time, it's like, damn, give them another 10 minutes at yeah. least. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then again, somebody might actually be dead at that point, the way they were going. <laughs> they were going hard, man. They yeah, were they going were. hard from the, from the get-go. Uh, but we gotta move along, and we need to talk about the next match, and that is Marty Skrull representing the Bullet Club, the Villain Club, Bullet Club Elite now, versus the Rainmaker, the leader of Chaos. Again, I'm representing Chaos right now, Kazuchika Okada. You know, I I said this last night to you, and and I don't know how many people picked this up, but. I find it very interesting and ironic that Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker, is fighting Marty Skrull, <laughs> the villain, who always comes bearing an umbrella. So you have a guy who can make it rain against a guy who carries an umbrella. <laughs> like, how fucking serendipitous is that? I know they didn't book it that way, but, like, holy shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is the longest match of the night, going a little over 26 minutes. And that's a, that's a big deal for when we talk about next. So. It, it is a big deal, and uh, for one, it, it definitely felt like 26 minutes. And I'm torn. I'm torn when I say that because I did enjoy the match, although I do think it started, started off slow. And I, I do think it had some some communication problems during the match. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I still enjoyed the match, especially the end. The longer the match went on, it got better for myself. I don't know how you feel, but uh, it was it was cool seeing Okada again in the States and Marty. I, I, don't, I don't know that I would change too much about this match, but I think out of everything, this is the match. This and the Christopher Daniels match were the only two low points for me in the entire card and that's it it's like I'm it's it's not even a bash it's just like a, hey you could you guys could have worked the kinks out sure yeah yeah not you know it's not going to be a perfect show and uh that's not what you're saying here i, I totally understand what you're saying um so th- again the the whole storyline here thing the whole the whole storyline here is apparently Marty Scarrow is trying to become a heavyweight. Yes. Uh, you and I have talked about this before. I agree with you when when you say that you're not a big fan of how the term junior heavyweight is used these days. It's almost like a derogatory word now. Where like, yeah. You're just a junior heavyweight. You're just a little guy. Uh, I'm not a fan of that either. I, I just, there's, a, there's a lot of junior heavyweights out there that's... Uh, Will blow a lot of heavyweights out of the water, so yeah. I just, I just, I, I don't like that. But again, that's what that's what the gimmick is right now. There was some guys pointing the finger at uh, at Marty, like literally pointing the finger at Marty while he was coming out to the ring, and they had their fingers snapped. So the whole thing was Marty Skrull trying to become a heavyweight, and one of his first challenges 
happens to be the guy that held on to the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for over 700 days in Katsuchika Okada. And throughout the the match, it was uh, Skiro trying to knock down Okada, whether it be uh, shoulder blocks or clotheslines or picking him up with suplexes and failing for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely against that, but it's it's one of those situations where they had their hand caught in the cookie jar one too many times. Yep. Uh, there was a spot where Skrull hits Okada with the uh, with the brainbuster. Awesome fucking uh, awesome brainbuster. Brain and then immediately goes for a power bomb and can't pick and, and can't, can't pick, pick him up. up. Yeah, that, like, that made no uh, sense whatsoever, <laughs> man. You you just suplexed him, man. You just hit him with a brainbuster, and then you can't pick him up again. It's like that's what I mean by that. It's like okay, you did that in the beginning. The match was slow. I remember telling you. It's like, man, this match seems a little lackluster here. And it's like, and it, it finally picked up. But again, it was one too many, like, things where it's like, can he do it? Can he not do it? This and that. And it's just like, dude, it's like, you've already done this part. Move on to the next chapter in the match. And it kept going backwards. That, and you know what? That, that, was the, that was the biggest flaw in the match. When you, when you book, traditionally, when you book a wrestling show... You you try as a booker you try to keep the emotions of your fan or the emotions that you want to to create during the evening you you want to keep them in check so you don't want to go you want to you don't want your fans to be um, completely blown away the entire time because that's very taxing on someone's emotions yeah you're you're trying to tell a story overall with your entire card and. You don't want your fans to be booing all the time, right? Or cheering all the time. Like you, there's, there has to be points where there's lulls in the show. There has to be points where there's a safe break time for people to get up and go to the bathroom or what have you. You have to factor all these things in when you're booking a show, right? This match, which is the match before the main event, is traditionally called the cool-off match because you're trying to present a wrestling match that doesn't get your crowd emotionally charged too much because they still have to go through the main event. <laughs> yeah. And especially on a show like this because this show was four hours of pay-per-view but five total. Yeah. So... I see that immediately. I was like, okay, if this is the cool-off match, I could see where some of this is is going. But the point you bring up with them going back to the well too many times, that's that was what ruined this match for me. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do that. They could have easily gotten away without doing that. And when we talk about the main event, it'll make more sense, but they shouldn't have done that. Right. So, but other than that, a solid outing between Okada and Skrull, which I think is the first singles match they've had. Yeah, it, it seems to be fair. So they, they probably, I think they've been in the ring in tag matches, but yeah, uh, but never a single. So uh, yet another first, right. um, which again I am ever so grateful for. Thank you again. Absolutely, yeah. It just it it it, it had that uh, miscommunication in what type of match they should be having. And of course, with with the time, um, 
it wasn't a bad match by any means. I, you know, I'm not going to say oh, it was it was a terrible match or anything like that because it wasn't. But I just felt that uh, for the most part, it was lackluster. It was a little confusing. And I think if, you know, we hopefully we get an Okada versus Skrull too, I think it'll definitely be a lot more... Uh, the kinks be worked out, so let's hope so. Let's hope so, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, you got two. Obviously, Okada. I don't even need to justify him. I mean, <laughs> one of the best in the business today. Marty Skrull is, is is a very solid wrestler. His own right, he continues to impress. So Don Callis hit it on the head while he was commentating for this match. He okay. said, "He said Okada is like Bret Hart." He's only got so many moves that he does, and you know they're coming, but he's so damn good at what he does, he always gets them past you. Like, no matter how many, how much you scout him, he always seems a way to get, get past you and and beat his opponents. Yeah. You know? And it, he's, absolutely, yeah, he's yeah. absolutely right, man. So, again, this match went way too long. 26 I, minutes. I, I'd say, if, for my money, probably about 10 minutes too long. That's fair. Is that fair? That's fair. And with that being said, we enter our main event, which the is a six-man tag, and I earlier referred to them as Team Mexico. <laughs> it is Rey Mysterio, the legendary Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Rey Phoenix taking on the Young Bucks and Ibushi, a.k.a. the Golden Elite, which I don't know why they weren't. Yeah, they didn't call him the Golden Elite. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why they weren't introduced as such. That was weird for me. They were. They were. They were labeled Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kota Ibushi, the Young Bucks. <laughs> I wonder if that was, was a Justin Roberts thing. I don't know. I don't know but, if he's too familiar uh, with what's going on, or. But yeah, it was. It was a little weird for me. So they come out. The Bucks debut their brand new entrance music, which, if you haven't heard, it is on YouTube in its entirety. We what we'll do is we'll add it to our our teardown list for this episode episode 29 on youtube you can check our official youtube page over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash youtube and you'll be able to find it there on the playlist mark episode 29 teardown list so they all come out and it is clearly a rush job yeah um i don't think uh Skrull and or Okada were completely off the ramp yet when... They were not. They were barely out of the ring. Yeah, they were barely out of the ring and the match was already being announced. So, um, all six competitors come out. Notably, Rey Mysterio comes out uh, dressed up as Wolverine from the X-Men, which was <laughs> sort of cool. I was trying to explain this to my wife. Like, he does this all the time. He always has very custom ring attire. But this one... Something was lost in translation. It was like too too much luchador and not enough Wolverine or something of that nature. Like the mix was off. It just looked like a bad party city costume. It did. You know? It really it really, really did. And then you and I were trying to figure out what was up with his, his chest and his stomach because we didn't know if it was padding, like yeah. inside padding from the the suit. Or is he a little bloated because I'm pretty sure he's not on steroids anymore. He was anymore. juicing pretty hard for a yeah, while. So, so that could be what it is. But <laughs> either I, way, he he just he looked he looked awkward. I, I refer to him and uh, and I mean no offense by this, but I refer to him as Fat Ray Mysterio. 
or Fat Wolverine. Fat Wolverine. Fat yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, because it was that's what he looked like. He just he looked super bloated in, in that in that attire. He just looked <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I love Ray Mysterio, but I, I'm not always a fan of his attire. And that music, or that go. The, yeah, the music. The music's oh, always been bad though. He's yeah. never, besides like the old like Ray Mysterio music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. non hip hop stuff. Yeah. Like you know, if you hip hop, your thing that's fine, but like his has always been bad. Bad. Terrible. <laughs> Man, he was <music> terrible. <laughs> so this match should have went probably about twenty two or twenty three minutes, but instead it goes a little less than twelve. And we finished the pay-per-view with three seconds to spare. At the end of the pay-per-view, you hear Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, Ricka Jabroni. Ricka Jabroni. Say it right. (laughs) It's Riccoboni. Um, It's Riccoboni. He's trying to sign off, and they cut him off (laughs) to to show the the last entertainment splash screen or whatever company. So, but the match itself was one hell of a fucking match because guess what? They had 10 minutes less to work with, so it was like spot after spot after (laughs) spot with no slowing down. It was high octane the entire time. It made for a very interesting main event. Stephen Moe had to get more air actually (laughs) watching that match. (laughs) He, He couldn't hang with that, man. Damn, it was they they were all over the damn place. They were hitting each other pretty hard. It was it was great, dude. And and I was I loved every second of it, man. I got to see Ibushi again. First time? For, yeah, first same time. Um same with uh Ray Phoenix and it, dude, it, I I had a blast. I had a fucking blast. Your thoughts on this match? This was it, it was interesting that this was the main event, but seeing what they originally had planned it was a fitting. It was just a, pretty much like a, an extravaganza, almost like watching fireworks. And now here's the finale. It's just boom, 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 yes. boom, boom, boom. And that's what this match was was supposed to be. Whether it was going to be 11, 11 minutes, twelve minutes, or twenty two minutes, mm-hmm. it was just a little short of tw- uh, twelve minutes. And uh, yeah, it was it was the right guys. The it, it, no storylines, no no heat, just. Flat out high high profile match high high profile high octane wrestling at its finest. You have the names, obviously you know Rey Mysterio. How cool is it to see Rey Mysterio? Uh, you know at this point in his career still wrestling. You know you obviously the Bucks, two thirds of the guys that put this show together. My first time seeing Kota Bushi as well, Ray Phoenix as well. You know our second time seeing Bandito. But he's still a relatively new guy for us, you and fourth, I. Fourth generation wrestler, ladies and gentlemen. Is he now? Yeah. Okay. There you go. I'm learning more and more about him. Uh, if you don't know Bandito, which is is not surprising at this point in time, man, look up some Bandito because he's he's fucking legit. That's for sure. All all six of these guys are. Uh, it was it was cool, man. It was cool, and I'm glad that even though even though it was rushed. It didn't. They didn't let it affect. Oh man! Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna mm-hmm. do? Like, they, 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 they are. You know, like uh, as Triple H would say, there's, <laughs> there's always a plan B. And in this case, it's we're just gonna do the same thing, just faster. Just do it faster. <laughs> just do it faster. <laughs> and you know what? Those guys had no problem doing it, man. It, again, it was the right, the right match. Because had, had this not been the main event, they probably got lucky here. Had this not been the main event, let's say it was Kenny versus Penna doesn't work 
it doesn't work because you have that buildup that happens, and now you have to rush it. Yep. And you have a lot of disappointed fans and disappointed wrestlers at that point. Yeah. So this is the right this is the right fit because this was already going to be a high octane match. You just do it even faster than you originally planned to do it. So, yeah. Uh, did it suck that it was cut short? Of course it does. But overall, it did not affect the quality of the match at all. They made it work, man. Yeah. They so made it work. Um, to go to, to, to talk about the uh, the time constraint, there, there had to been a communication error. Uh, uh, Tiger Tori, who was the referee, um, we didn't talk about really yet that uh, there was a lot of different changes in referees and ring announcers, even guest commentators uh, throughout the show. And uh, Tiger Hattori, who is a referee for New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, their senior referee, because, you know, you had Earl Hebner here as well. Uh, You had Todd Sinclair and... uh, I'm forgetting the other the other name of the Ring of Honor, the other Ring of Honor wrestler. Yeah, there was referee. Th- there was like three Ring of Honor referees. Right. Yeah. Obviously, the master Jerry Lynn did as well. Um, so Tiger Hattori, he comes out. He's 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 refereeing this match, and it's you and I uh, checked uh, as we watched it the second time on TV. He's not wearing an earpiece. He's not, and you know what? I don't. Now that you mentioned that, I don't know that any of them were wearing. Earpieces. Some of the guys were. Some of them Some were. Some of them were. Okay. Yeah. So that could have been the issue where could, yeah. they, there was there was a couple times too during the night where um, the mic would cut in and out. So that could have been an issue. Maybe maybe he was wearing an earpiece and we just didn't see it. And maybe it didn't uh, could be yeah. The message didn't go through. Who knows? There was a lot of uh, outside storms going on. Definitely, you could hear it in the arena when it thundered. Right, like, that was pretty crazy. Which, by the way. Not to get off the subject of the main event here, but um, so we had two spots at the show last night where the lights went out. One after the Adam Page yes match, and then another after the Omega match. Oh, how did we forget about that? So we'll, we'll go back. <laughs> okay. I thought they should have used that to their advantage because of all the thunderstorms and stuff going on outside the venue. They could have capitalized that on that, and maybe pumped in a fake um, thunderstorm noise during at least one of those lights out. <laughs> yeah. Like it would have, it would especially during the one for Omega. I think it would have made much more sense there, right? And then have what happened happen. But man, um, maybe that's what it was. Maybe maybe that's what it was. And well, with the for people who are who are watching at home, I, I, I did do some uh, in some of the forums that I read regarding All In. Um, the the feed was cut at least three times, very briefly, but they they did lose the feed a few times. So. Yeah, we actually got an email with our tickets stating that like there's pretty bad weather headed our way, so make sure you dress prepared and and all that. So. Yeah, and and you could feel you could feel the stadium rumble. You could hear, you could hear it from outside. Yeah, thunder cracking and shit. It was it was crazy. But uh, going back really quick, the the other dark spot we were talking about was after the Kenny Omega match, the lights go out, and when they come back on, Penta is still in the ring laying down, so Kenny's just kind of celebrating, and then Penta gets up out of nowhere. And proceeds to beat the hell out of Kenny Omega 
Only it's not Penta, it's Chris Jericho in Pentagon's suit, complete with makeup. Yeah. So uh, he he gives him a quick beatdown and lets him know that he's going to see him at the Jericho Cruise. If you don't know, the Jericho Cruise is happening, and, and the main event for that uh, show is the Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club. Yes, it is. So you've got the Bucks and Kenny Omega taking on, or I'm sorry, the Bucks and Chris Jericho is the Alpha Club taking on Cody, Kenny, and I believe Marty. Marty, yeah, as the Bullet Club. Cool shit. Yeah, cool shit to to advertise again. More advertising for another show, uh, another independent wrestling show. A guy putting on a show by himself. A whole cruise. A whole cruise. A whole cruise. <laughs> a whole cruise. A whole cruise, man. You know so. Um, that, in a nutshell, if I say it like that, it sounds bad, but that's all in. That was all in as a whole. That's a lot. It's a lot to take in, man. <laughs> it is a lot to take in. There's no doubt about that. What, as a whole, you know, what's what would be your closing remarks to all in? This, this was not only a good time. This was what everyone should ever want out of a wrestling, a live wrestling event. And I need you to understand, for those listening, I've watched a lot of wrestling in my life. I've been to many wrestling shows, and this is like this is like my top top three, if not my favorite, like ever. I mean, this everything just came together so fluidly, yeah. And the crowd was fucking amazing. Um, I couldn't ask for a, a better live event, man, and it made it that much more special to me because this time it just wasn't me with my close friends. It was my daughter being there too, and my wife, who is ever so appreciative of uh, the way I help raise our daughter, um, she she couldn't thank me enough. She's like, you know, she actually loves wrestling. And she just she can't stop talking about it. And for her to be a part of something like this is like crazy, just absolutely crazy. Um, it did my heart good when Cody came out. Like she's a huge Cody fan. Yeah. But it did my heart good uh, when you know she she realized just how important that title was, and she got up, she stood up, and. Regardless of whether she wanted to or not, she showed respect and she clapped for the champ as as they entered the ring. And she knows. She knows what that title means to me mm-hmm. and just how important it is to wrestling in general. And yeah. she's only 14, you know. So I was, I was super fucking ecstatic for her to be there and for her to get to see all of this. It's crazy. You know, this is, this is the part where... Our, I might sound a little extreme, or I might sound a little emotional, but uh, I'm I'm a very tough critic of WWE. I I, I wholeheartedly admit that, and uh, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not I'm not taking that away for myself. Get better, or, you know, or I'm going to continue being a tough critic. And the reason why I'm a tough critic because I haven't been watching for 36 years, but uh, there become a point in time where I will. 
and or for in forty six and and you know and God willing fifty six and sixty six years and so on and so forth, and I hope someday I have that moment too where I I get to pass that torch with the next generation of wrestling fans and um, the reason why I'm a tough critic on, on on WWE, ladies and gentlemen, is because as a wrestling fan, you know. You know what you want. You know what what is, what is reasonable to request from a company. And with WWE, it's 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 hold out your hands and let me take a shit in it and just like it. And you're supposed to like it. You're supposed to enjoy it because we say you're supposed to enjoy it. And what does that mean for for everything for everybody else? Well, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, independent wrestling has always stood out to me because it was originally it was an escape. It was something brand new. It was like it was like when you when when I went with you to my very first Ring of Honor show and seeing Brian Danielson versus Austin Aries in the main event and seeing what wrestling could be. And it, to me, it was just like this isn't wrestling. What is this? You're lying to me. Like <laughs> wrestling like this doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't doesn't happen. It's only what you see on TV. That's all that exists is what you see on TV. And that's the mindset that I had prior to <laughs> prior to my eyes being reopened like no man, like there's there's other things out there. And for the longest time, they're just they're the little guys. Only the little guys can. Not now I'm not talking about stature here. You know, I'm just talking about name-wise. They're just the little guys, the the minor leaguers, as as, as some would call them. <laughs> and what All In was, and what All In will stand for, is that those little guys, if you want to call them little guys, they won. The little guy had their day, and that was All In. And although I don't see them as little guys. If that's what the rest of the world sees them, that's that's fine. That's fine and dandy. But the 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 little guys had their day. They had their moment, and you saw that with the the matches, the embracing, the dropping the the, the storylines, dropping the gimmicks for the most part, and say, you know what? I'm just proud to be here, be on the stage. And you know what? It reminded me of for anybody that's a WWE fan, go on your WWE network right now if you have one. If you don't, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network, all one word, because I'll never stop promoting that. <laughs> um, go on your WWE Network right now and go to this little show that took place in March of 1985. A little little show called WrestleMania. And you see the look on the eyes of so many of the wrestlers that were on that card because that was a gamble. And if you don't believe me, check out the documentary of the story of WrestleMania. That was a gamble. If WrestleMania doesn't work, there's a lot of guys out of a job. Oh, a lot right. of guys that are blackballed because we're still talking about the territory days. Mm-hmm. That had to work. That had to work. So you had to put everything you had. You had to, pun intended on here, you had to go all in. That's what you had to do. And that created this thing called WrestleMania, this giant called WrestleMania. And for anybody out there that's rolling their eyes right now, no, I am not calling. All In is not WrestleMania, nor did it become WrestleMania last night. It's not what I'm saying. But it had that same feeling where 
everything is on a line. Yeah, there's no territories, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Sure. But this is your moment to shine. You have this huge platform. You have all this hype behind you. All eyes are on you. There's so many people watching. I don't know what the buy rate count or anything like that is right now, but a ton of you know, over 10,000 in attendance and a lot more watching at home. And it's your opportunity to showcase what you have. Whether you're a Kenny Omega who's already done that, or if you're a guy like Matt Cross or a Tessa Blanchard or a Hangman Page who are still trying to do that for them for themselves. This is your opportunity to do that. And that's what you saw all night long. Win or lose, the job was to showcase everything that you have in the allotted time that you have. And that's what they accomplished. That's what I mean by the little guy won. You know, for me, you know, it's it was it was seeing Cody win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, you know, and it, it's it's like it's like that ultimate passing of the torch of, you know, he he did it he did it and he made his father proud and it's just like putting myself in his shoes for the accomplishments that I've done in my life, where I've had my father tell me he's proud of me, you know, and it's like. You feel that emotion. That's why I said, like, when I saw Cody come out, and it's like, you saw that. It's like, man, something special is going to happen tonight. You know, the Kenny Omega and, and Pentagon match, where you saw two guys, two guys who are just destroying it right now in their respective companies. And they come out, and they face each other for the very first time. And they just say, let's steal a show. Let's, let's give these people something to remember. You know, every single person had that mentality. And that's what All In was. You know, for me as as a fan, like it was, it, that's what it was. And we're gonna talk about it a little more here in a second here. But you know, you, you heard we were there live, obviously, and there was uh, a moment. There was there was uh, some more stuff that happened after the cameras went off, and everything that I said was pretty much reiterated by those guys uh, in the ring, and uh, and especially Cody. What, what Cody said, man. I, you know, he. At one point in your life, you know everybody has fe- has felt uh, uh, undesirable, and man, how how fucking true that is. I think I think anybody out there listening can relate to that. But you know, by what he and everybody else accomplished that night, you know they made themselves, you know, undeniable. It, it was his words, and it think of what the the the, the two words all in means. In, in a lot of things, you know, in, in poker, that means you are willing to gamble everything that you have on the hand that you have been dealt. Whether it's a legit hand or if it's a bluff, you're willing to gamble it all. And win or lose, you're willing to go in, go all in. That's what this pay-per-view was. Win or lose, you had a handful of guys... They were willing to put in all their chips, everything that they had, willing to gamble everything to put on this show. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it's a big hit for them. But if it does, my God, what, what can happen next? At the end of the day, it showed. As, as a fan, whether you are watching it at, at the Sears Center or you're watching it from the benefit of your couch, if you watch that thing, especially if you watched it live, you got that feeling of 
this was not like any other event. And that's with all due respect to any company around the world. But, you know, when you if you're a WWE, if you're a Ring of Honor, if you're New Japan, you don't have to, to, to necessarily have that anxiety of this has to work. At least not all the time. Right. This has to work. This has to. Or everything that you put in, you know, not just the money, but the time, the effort, the passion, everything, everything was for nothing then if it doesn't work. And obviously it was a huge success, you know, before it ever started. You know, they sold out in, in 30 minutes. That's a win. You know, they, the, the quality of matches were just absolutely unbelievable. The amount of, of, of support, I didn't realize how much support they had from all these other companies yeah. until I was there. And I was like, my God, like, that's, that's a win. Everybody is, is on board with you guys. And it was like, it, it was so good. And ladies and gentlemen, I can go on all day. And the point where I brought up WWE is because I loved what Cody said. Not, no one man, no one company owns professional wrestling. I know there's a lot of people out there that have that mentality. And you know what? At the end of the day, you and I, if we're on the opposite side of the spectrum, we can go back and forth all day. And that's all it is, is a conversation or an argument. But it's the mentality of what these guys have, these men and women have, that not one, no one person or one company owns professional wrestling. That we, as as in them and as us as a wrestling fan, if we want something different, we it's not enough to just bitch and moan and say, well, I I don't like, I like the WWE, but I don't like what they're doing with Brock Lesnar. I don't like what they're doing with Roman Reigns. I don't like doing with Braun Strowman. This and that, or or just accepting it for what it is. Like, yeah, Braun Strowman's not ready yet, but he's 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 the only thing happening right now. It, it's got to work, right? No, you can say no. I'm not. That's not what I want. And yeah, it's not about getting what you want all the time. But if you feel like you're being robbed, you feel like you're being being played as as a fool, as an idiot. You, you know, you have a voice and say, you know what? I don't like that wrestling anymore. That's the reason why I'm so tough on WWE because you know what? They can be a million times better than what they are now, but they choose not to be, and that's fine. What I loved about what Cody said is that there's wrestlers out there. It gave me a peace of mind because there's wrestlers out there that feel the same way that I, that you and I feel as fans. So you know what? There's got to be better wrestling out there. And they have the power to give it to us. And that's what they decided to do. Instead of conforming like the rest of the world wants them to do, it seems, they rather continue to revolutionize the company and in hopes continue to make it better you know not just for an all in two and all in three but just wrestling in general raise the bar in a whole nother way that everybody else says you know what that's where we need to be or that's what we need to beat is that bar and that to me is what all in accomplished as a whole and I know I'm I, I, I'm, I said I was supposed to wrap that up I'm sorry for, for going on too long but I'm so happy that there's wrestlers out there who are just as passionate about the business as a humble wrestling fan who is just doing a podcast on his couch right now. So, 
thank you so much for every single wrestler that put on their boots for All In, for every single person that helped book the show, that helped, you know, do whatever, make the t-shirts, everything. Thank you for the Sears Center for hosting it. Thank you for the Chicago crowd for just being so fucking awesome and and representing one of the greatest wrestling cities in the world. I know I'm being biased because I'm from Chicago. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I again, I'm so proud of my city for, for what they did last night, man. It was so cool. So I, I would never be able to express my 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 thanks enough to to what is all in what was all in september 1st 2018 uh and it's a show that i hopefully grow up to be a wrinkly old man and losing my mind i will never i will never forget that night for as long as i live man it was it will go down in history forever man so yeah, that's my uh, that's my lasting impression of all in. Wow, I know it was long. <laughs> no, just just wow. I'm 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 still in awe. I'm still in awe of everything that happened last night. Uh, at the end of the show, uh, they did say a lot in the ring. Uh, we have added that to our YouTube channel. You can you can listen to that footage. Um, courtesy of us we're going to add it to the end of this episode so you get to hear it from the guys themselves yeah um thank you for recording that man i didn't even think about doing that thank you so much for think, taking the thinking about taking the phone out and recording <laughs> that all in two that's all i can say i hope it happens i hope the selfish the selfish part of me hopes it becomes an annual thing only in Chicago. <laughs> Sorry, rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's face it, that's uh, that's probably impossible. But you know what? Here's the thing. For me, and I'm, I'm calling it right now, and I'm only speaking on behalf of myself right here. I'm not going to throw you on the spot. All into, if it happens, I'm there. I would love to be there. Period. Um, <laughs> whether whether that that comes to fruition or not is a whole other thing. But I would absolutely love to be there. So yeah, we're gonna end the episode this week. Again, thank you for always supporting pro wrestling and this show. For those that listen and follow and everything, thank you, thank you, thank you. For those who missed the show or just want to watch it again, or whatever the case may be, you can. Obviously, order it on pay-per-view if if you have pay-per-view available. I don't know what the the cost is there. I think it's still standard forty dollars. Forty bucks, okay. Yeah. So you can do that. You can or... do that. Or <laughs> there's a head, couple options you have. Yeah, you can head on over uh, and get yourself an Honor Club membership, and you can do that uh, through us. Twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash Honor Club, all one word. If you do that, uh, the the regular subscription, the monthly subscription, uh, you get a uh, half off on all pay-per-views that include All In. So All In will be only 20 bucks to you. Or if you want to pay it all up front, you want to do the whole year, uh, yearly subscriptions, everything is included. So you know, you no go. additional costs for All In. That's Or any other Ring of Honor pay-per-view. That's great. That's such an awesome deal. Um, another option would be through Fight TV. 
again we're offering it's it's back down to $15 but hey $15 is still $15 so if you want $15 of free fight TV credit for listening to the 20 by 20 crew you can do that over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight that's f-i-t-e you're going to see a link for the app download the app and then you will use our offer code or our invite code to sign up you have to be a new user you can't you can't already have a fight tv uh, account so you have to be a new user but if you do it that way we will give you 15 dollars of free credit to watch whatever you want on fight tv Hopefully it's all in. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few different ways you can you can watch the show. Well, not only that, but uh, also too about to be added very soon. It's going to be added on New Japan Pro Wrestling World. That's right. The entire show. If, if you have if you're a subscriber to NJPW World, it will be on NJPW World. So there you go. In its entirety, too. In its entirety. Not just a... I completely forgot about that. So you can get that on uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. So you have options, ladies and gentlemen. Highly recommend this show. I highly recommend the show. You will not be disappointed. Uh, But just like anything else, watch at your leisure. You know, we know you got got busy lives, so watch at your leisure. Because we always want you to support professional wrestling. And you can catch us on social media. Twitter at 20x20crew, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Our official Facebook page is Facebook.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, You can come talk to us and discuss all in and and, any other wrestling you would like to uh, talk about. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. And, of course, our, our home, our, our domain on the web is 20x20crew.com. If you haven't done so already, please, again, go to our Instagram page and uh, answer the, the question and get yourself put into the monthly drawing for a free wrestling-themed prize. Absolutely free for you to play. Absolutely All you got to do is have an Instagram account. That's free. Follow us on Instagram. That's free. Answer a question. That's also free, and then we deliver. If you win, we del- we send you a, a free prize. That's also guess what? Free of charge. So if you like free stuff, free I like free free ninety nine yeah. best price in the world. I never get free stuff. So <laughs> if you like free stuff, you know wrestling trivia. You think you know wrestling trivia? Because I'm saying you don't. I think we're the only guys that do. I'm I'm gonna be a mega heel here. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm challenging you guys. <laughs> you guys think you know trivia? Come show me what you know and win some free stuff in the process. Uh, also, to our YouTube page, I know we've been slacking a little bit, admittedly. We have some new content coming very soon. We say that every episode. We haven't done it yet. Um, there's, there's a, there's a we're few, slapping each other's wrists right yeah, now. Yeah, there's a few up. There's a few <laughs> new ones up. Um, we got a big one coming. Uh, there was a, a rumor here of a WWE versus New Japan show. So, of course, you and I had to completely pick that apart and uh, fantasy book the shit out of that. That is coming up very soon, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's on me. I apologize for that. You can you can, you can beat me up on, on YouTube for that one. <laughs> uh, but you guys are going to enjoy the hell out of that show. That was one of my the, the funnest recordings that I, we've done, you and I. Because it was so just... 
there was there was nothing that we we, we had written on that. It was no, just... <laughs> it's all from all from just the top of the head, man. Yeah. It was it was great. I yeah. had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, Matt, of course, is talking about our exclusive YouTube content in the following contest, yes. where we fantasy book matches that we have seen or or might not have seen, and um, yeah, we just have a lot of fun. You can catch that at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. It'll take you right to our channel. Please hit that subscribe button. Again, we had a ticket available for All In as as uh, part of the giveaway if we hit 50 subscribers. Obviously, that has gone by the wayside. I don't have an All In ticket to give you now. <laughs> but um, unless you want one that's been used already i mean sure <laughs> but uh uh the 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 offer still stands if we get 50 youtube subscribers we will we will do a youtube exclusive raffle well we're trying what he's trying to say here ladies and gentlemen is that we're not these aren't just you know we're not giving you like gumballs or anything like that yeah they're like, not these, idle threats yeah they're promises it's gonna be decent stuff this is, I, I this is legit stuff man so um straight from our collection yeah. So. Yep. You're you're getting it. I'm right. giving you stuff out of my house. Yeah. What do I gotta do? <laughs> no. Thank you for the support as always. Again, support professional wrestling. Support the baby faces. Support the heels. Support independent wrestling like All In. Support WWE. Please just get better. Uh, <laughs> and again, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this very special clip from All In that took place. After the cameras went off air, enjoy that. We'll see you next week for episode number 30. Until then, we will see see you in in the the ring. ring. Myself. Man, that guy's as crazy and as ambitious as us, Nick. So I said, hey, let's take this guy, let's ride with him, let's dine with him, let's hang out with him. Hang, hangman never paid for a single meal, by the way. He's, hangman's like 21 years old, he's too young to pay for meals. But Cody came to us with this wild idea. He said, Young Bucks, Bullet Club, I think that we could put 10,000 asses in 10,000 seats. And knowing that my brother and I are pretty much up to absolutely anything. I mean, we invaded Raw that one time. <laughs> Guys, technically we were in the mall across the street. <laughs> but it didn't take just three men. It didn't take just the Young Bucks and Cody. It took each and every one of the people standing in this ring. This was a group collaboration. All the people in the back. 
And most importantly, as cheesy as it sounds, all 10,000 plus of you. Yeah! We can feel it. We can feel it. There's a hunger. There's a thirst. You guys want good pro wrestling. Was our vision of what we think we can do with pro wrestling. Undesirable to undesirable. 
undeniable. this incredible cast of characters, guess what the most important ingredient is? Did you figure it out yet? Oh yes! It's each and every single one of you! Who guys believe in the change? Who believe in the movement? Who believe in the alternative? And what? We shall continue this journey, but for now, we all must bid you at you. So please, with me now, if you will. Goodbye! Oh!